Good evening again, everybody, and welcome back to the Focus Fire chat. <laughs> um, yet again, we're going to touch up on the Books of Sorrow. We are. This is the second installment. We're actually going to change the layout of the the stream podcast, whatever you want to call this nonsense that we're doing, um, because we have so many. Uh, Grimoire cards of the Books of Sorrow. We actually have 52. We only got through the first 15 last time. We're actually thinking we're going to try to just go 14 because we're on 15. That's very true. Well, but yeah, okay, anyways. Well, and then but, there's uh, the beginning one. The beginning but that one doesn't that count. doesn't exist. But uh, <laughs> because we only got through the first 14 or 15, depending on how you count it, um, we're gonna. What we're actually gonna do is we're gonna dedicate this entire episode to the segment that normally we call "What Do We Know." And actually, we're since we're doing a back-to-back stream because we're going to finish it up. Our third installment is going to be tomorrow night. Um, we're going to do what we know tonight and try to get through as many cards as we possibly can. And then tomorrow night, we're going to do what we think and spend that entire stream going absolutely insane on our spin spin foil theories. Um, we're going to try to keep Willie awake um, because I know. Willie oh, I'll be awake, baby. <laughs> Willie and Justin might might die for for lack of spin foil, but no. that way that way at least we can make sure that we get as many cards read to everybody as we possibly can. Um, obviously, if we hit the time limit or we if someone passes out because of being an hour ahead of us, um, and we're not done with all the cards, I have never passed out on you guys. Very Don't true. pull that crap on me. That is very true. Um, but so we're going to try to get that as much, as much as we can, we're going to try to do that. And I think that will make it a little bit easier too, for anybody who's listening. If you've already read the cards, you know, go ahead and just skip to the next episode, which hopefully I'm going to try to get these out at the roughly the same time. Depends on how much cleanup needs to be done on them. Hopefully not much. Um, so that being said, just a quick recap, um, from two weeks ago which is very, very long time for me. It's the longest did, time I've yeah. been away from you. Me as well. You got to remember, I was moving this weekend, man. <laughs> so like, Willie, and Willie might actually I was, pass out on this. I was the only person with muscles moving, too. You got to remember so, that. So did you – you broke free of Fundament? Is that what happened? That's what happened this weekend? Yeah, that, that finally happened this weekend, so – um, you know, being able to show my face and stuff, I can do more of that if Justin decides he gets the uh, cojones to do so as well. Oh, yeah. My worm, um, my worm is fed, big boy. I'm ready to go. We're going to cut that off right there. And so, so last stream, we got all the way up to the 52-1 and one card, which is card 14, uh, verse 2452 and 1. And that was basically to the point where the... Well, the Hive and the three sisters had actually managed to break free of Fundament. Um, they also had just discovered the Traveler and kind of, you know, basically that's where we were. Um, tonight we're going to start on book or card 15, which is titled Born as Prey. And we're, we're going we're gonna to read them off and we'll do titles and everything like that. So um next chat like i said next chat which is tomorrow night so we're gonna try to do a back-to-back and then we'll have another one next week but tomorrow night's gonna be the third and final piece of the books of sorrow um 
Just a really touch schedule. Schedule normally runs every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Central. Um, this week is kind of special because of Thanksgiving. We kind of had to miss one. Uh, for anybody who's not not aware of what Focused Fire is, Focused Fire is a chat that we run as a part of what we call our Game Lore Band. Um, it's a cross-community cross community band chat that we have a number i think we're i think we actually broke a hundred the other week um but it's it's a cross community cross community chat room that allows us to explore game lore on all games we have right now destiny is obviously our primary one since most of us are dads of destiny dames um safe gamers we have a few independents that are running around that we haven't corralled into one of those three just yet but Destiny is definitely the primary pool for it right now. We also have Halo. I just saw Pins jump into chat. Pins, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, we have Halo uh, lore. We have a Star Wars lore. I'm trying to pull the games off Borderlands. We got Fallout. I know someone was wanting a Plants vs. Zombies, but we haven't quite gotten that far into the wormhole just yet. <laughs> um, so that's that's what we are. And I'll, I'll throw That's a rich lore. Yeah. In that game, uh, it's, it's richer than Minecraft, but um, <laughs> I don't throw, know about that. Uh, that's that's possible, but I'll throw I'll throw have a link up in the Minecraft chat. Story mode? I'm just saying, I have not yet actually. But with that being said, I'm going to throw a link up in the chat, and I'm going to hand it off to I believe Willie is going to take cards yes, fifteen. Gone, Willie. Like I said, um, we're just going to read the cards pretty much back to back. Um, just to get through as many as possible tonight. So, with that being said, right. Willie, go ahead. All right. So, where we're at right now, um, Orash and her sisters have taken the worm's larvae. Gross. Um, they are actually. You sound like <laughs> Dano. Stop it. Um, and they are trying to fight the Ammonites. You know, this is the infamous uh, battle at Kaharn. And here we go. I'm going to stop for now. Go to card 15, 52, and 1. Good news. Next one. The 52 moons of Fundament host a star-faring civilization far more sophisticated than anything you've encountered so far. Teo's ship fled toward the large ice moon, where a species of bony six-armed cephalopods keep their icy capital. Savathun's name keep them an... Savathun's name them an... Ammonites. They seem eager to grant Teo asylum. Idiots. We tried appealing to their hopes and dreams. This was largely unsuccessful. Basically because they're already happy and indoctrinated. This angered us, so we've devised a plan. Our organs detect a 53rd moon in the orbit of Fundament. A traveler. Divine present of the sky. We now know what arranges Sizigi. Don't want to even yeah. start on me. Yeah. <laughs> Zigzaggy. Zigzaggy. Sigigy. Whatever. You'll have to kill them all and take their stuff. Once the Ammonite are out of the way, we can deal with the Traveler. Do not hesitate. You're fighting the hypocritical puppets of a cosmic parasite. Avenge your ancestors. Spin foil time, I'm just kidding. Justin, go on. Oh my god. The fact that they repeatedly call the, the traveler a parasite. 
Hey, 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 hey. we're not, we're not spin fooling yet. <laughs> rush through the cards. Okay. Tomorrow night spin fool night. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, card 15, Born as Prey. Um, I did that. You next. No, you did 52. Oh, oh no. No worries. Yeah, right. You did. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. We're good. How many were? How many can you read at once? Don't um, ask that. Many. <laughs> you don't want to know. Well, this is unacceptable. Are you so weak? Born as prey and doomed to die by predator? Oryx's failure, failure of resolve led us to catastrophe. The Ammonite fleets under Chroma Admiral Refrit have pressed us back to the sixth moon. Once more, we find ourselves burrowing into the world's core to survive. Savathun, you must draw Oryx out, to this ca- out of his catatonia. Make him understand that the ideals of peace and stability he clings to are cancers. Brutal, unjust obstacles between us and a fair cosmos. These are the bait stars the sky uses to blind its slaves. War is the, natu- the natural rectific- rectification of inequality. The universe's way of pursuing equilibrium. Zivurath, you cannot defeat the Ammonites in Tau in line combat. We propose new tactics. Breed your armies back to strength and find a way to disperse the broods across the many moons. If we cannot defeat their strengths, we must infect their weaknesses. Intense. Awesome. And verse <laughs> two six, the best card ever, the sword logic. At last, we knew curiosity would draw you back, Oryx. In their desperation, the Ammonite have begun using paracausal weapons. What are these? How do they work? Wouldn't you like to know? Suffice to say that some powers in this universe are subordinate to mere material physics. The source of these weapons is the Traveler, the sky's bait star. Their effect is subtle, but devastating. But you are armed to respond in kind. Savathun's mothers have listened carefully to our teachings. We will not give you the deep, King Oryx. That power is for us, your gods. But we will teach you to call upon that force with signs and rituals. Small minds might call it magic. You are no longer bound by causal closure. Your will defeats law. Kill a hundred of your children with a long blade, Oryx, and observe the change in the blade. Observe how the universe shrinks from you in terror. Your existence begins to define itself. Of course, High Oryx, we know it was not curiosity alone that brought you back to the war. You felt your own death growing inside you. You must obey your nature. Your worm must feed. Bottom boom Verse 2-17, the weakness verse. You are dead, young Oryx, betrayed and murdered by your own sister for the crime of mercy. Remember what you said to the Ammonite Satellite Congress? We will parlay on neutral ground. Savathun's witches have rendered it utterly neutral. No living thing will ever claim it again. The space around the dry moon stinks of rot. This is good. This is right. You will learn from this. Don't you understand, Great King? Don't you want to build something real? Something that lasts forever? Our universe gutters down toward cold entropy. Life is an engine that burns up energy and produces decay. Life builds selfish, stupid rules. 
Morality is one of them, and the sanctity of life is another. These rules are impediments to the great work, the work of building a perfect, undying creation, a civilization everlasting, something that cannot end. If a civilization cannot defend itself, it must be annihilated. If a king cannot hold his power, he must be betrayed. The worth of a thing can be determined by only one beautiful arbiter. That thing's ability to exist, to go on existing, to remake existence to suit its survival. All that would oppose this arbiter is unholy and false. All the misery of terror of your ancestors springs from the lies of the sky, who deny this truth. Your ancestors endured the most hostile conditions, and now you must go on creating those conditions. Even unto your sisters, even unto your offspring, Savathun's betrayal is the greatest gift she could offer you. Your body is gone, but you have endured. Safe in the cyst universe created by your own might, your throne world. From this day forward, orcs, you and your sisters will each survive death, so long as you aren't killed in your own throne. Press the attack against the Ammonites. Godwave devastates the fundament. Trillions will die, but the survivors will never forget. The descendants will always be ready for another syzygy. Turn to the material universe. Use the lesson to Theo wasn't on the dry moon. She must be laughing at you. Verse 2-8. Leviathan rises. The Leviathan is broken cover. The old priest is in the open space, moving towards the Ammonite home moon. Chroma, Chroma Admiral Refreet and his elite guard move with it. Refreet is the hero of his generation. An Ammonite of peerless battlecraft. He danced circles around Jivurath, but now he has to protect his holy leviathan. We'll give the old lunk a word. Ruin. Grief and ruin. The krill lost. The ammonite ravaged. Our travelers work undone. Sisters of Arash, open your eyes. Who made you monsters? Who summoned the wave? Make peace. Join with me in golden renewal. In counter-argument, Rx, we ask you this. What has the Leviathan done for you, for your people? Who gave you immortality and led you out of prison? Who answers your questions about the universe with truth instead of sermons? Find detent with Sabatoon. Crush the Chroma Admiral. The Chroma Admiral. Boil the Ammonite seas and slaughter the Leviathan with witchcraft. Once the way is open, we'll show you how to eat the Traveler. Verse 2-9. Crusaders. It's done. Ear and Yule feed on the Leviathan's carcass. Zivu Arath has made a temple of the Chroma Admiral's impaled corpse. Below us, Savathun's poison stain the Ammonite home sea black. Their screams flavor the void. The Traveler has fled. Do you understand, Oryx? Do you thrill at the secret, Savathun? Do you relish the edge of this truth, Zivu Arath? 
Do you see the beautiful shape? The Ammonite occupied a piece of reality. They rented their existence on fraudulent terms, making themselves happy and fat, fencing themselves in soft lies and sweet apocrypha, saying, we are peaceful and good, we harm nothing. Their golden age was a cancer. They did nothing to advance the cause of life. They burnt up time and matter and thought on this solophistic, opinistic pursuit of safety, insulating themselves from death, making a regressive pocket of useless stability. When they could have helped whittle the universe towards its final perfect form. And your people, suffering in the deep, you became more worthy of existence than the Ammonite. You have proven it. Look around the sky. Behold the Great Divide, the battle lines in the Cosmic War. We are the worm, your god, but we are not the deep itself. We only move within it. You shall too. You shall venerate and study it, and haunt it in its passage. Will you lift your thoughts to the Millennia Arx? Will you bend your will to the liberation of the universe, and join us in the war against the sky? We need champions. Crusaders, help us save the universe. Help us exterminate that which would destroy all hope. You are oath-bound to this task by the Covenant of the Worm. And you are oath-bound to kill Tao, wherever she's hidden herself. Alright, verse 3-0. Hive. Let us speak of the terrible beauty becoming ourselves. And becoming, in the beginning we rode hollow moons from star to star. Oryx said, become as numerous and fertile as seeds in rich flesh. And thus we did become numerous. Zivurath said, become as hungry and defiant as tumors in a rich flesh. And thus we became cancerous. Savathun said, drink of the poisons of the worm. So that you might feed on the death. And we did feed. This was preparation for our crusade. Ayah, thus we were becoming. A mother wizard gets fertility from a mate, or from herself. From the wizard spawn, from the wizard the spawn, from the spawn our thrall, from the survivors our acolytes who contend. If they contend well, their worm is fed, and from a well-fed worm come acolytes and wizards and princes. This is us, and our purpose is liberation. Our great task is the worship and the admiration of freedom. Our great hunger is to pursue and eat that which is not free, and to liberate it with devouring. Ayat, this is us, we the hive. Verse 3, 1. An incision. Saith Oryx, my siblings, our children, are scattered across many moons, and we live in cold dark between suns. What will we eat? How will we speak? Savathun said, Oryx, my brother and king, I have studied the wounds cut by the worm, our god. Also, I have studied the manner of your death and return. These two things are the same. For they are predicated on death and the passage through cut spaces. Let us practice the sword logic until we are sharp. 
we may then cut our own wounds and step through. But Zivurath said, Sister, I am already sharp. Look, my sword cuts into another space. And she cut her way between moons through green fire and joyous screams. Three kingdoms grew swollen in the sword space. They were the gaze and glory of Oryx, the cunning and knowledge of Savathun, and the triumph and brawn of Zivurath. These kingdoms were created from the minds and worms of our lords. They were cotterminous with all the spaces consecrated by our hive. Through these spaces passed speech and food, and all the moons were bound close. Saith Oryx, this is where I went when I died. Let us establish our thrones here, for I am Oryx, the first navigator, and I shall chart death, and my throne shall be carved of Osmium. Verse 3-2, The High War Now, in this time of Dispora, there was a war between Oryx and Savathun and Zivu Arath. Brother Oryx, said Savathun, do not forgive my betrayal. Instead, take vengeance upon me for what I did at the Dry Moon. And Oryx made war on her in worship of the Deep. Between them stood Zivu Arath, saying, Stop, or I will kill you. War is mine, and I am the strongest. This is how they worshipped. For 20,000 years they fought across the moons, and they fought in the abyssal plains and lightning palaces of each other's sword spaces. And they killed each other again and again so that they could practice death. Such was their love. At last, the many moons came to many worlds, and it was time to go to war on life. Oryx said, I shall establish a court, and whoever comes into this court may challenge me. My court will be the high war. It will be a killing ground and a school of the sword logic we have learned from our gods. Savathun thought this was a great idea. She made a court called the High Coven. Zivurath said, The world is my court, wherever there is war. Verse 3-3, Fire Without Fuel I killed my sister today. She came to the star to oversee the extermination of all life here. The Kugu are a strong power and their fleets protected, protect four nearby stars. As herd animals, they are loyal and stubborn, but they do show grace. For millions of years of evolution, the Kwugu have been affected by a virus so insidious that it wrote itself into their genome. The virus compels them to offer their limbs to, for amputation by the enormous Cecil jaw beast. As they venerate these beasts and treat them as gods, the virus converts the Kwugu cells into eggs, which, from which strange crawling things pupate, to live within the jaw beast's gut. In turn, the jaw beast extrudes sweet nectar for the Kwugu to drink, and they have brilliant visions. Savathun and her bruins have liberated the Kwugu from the jaw beast. And indeed from existence. But as they chased the Kugu arc ships, I stopped in to vaporize my sister's warship and a few of her underlings. I went to dwell on the ruins for a while and punish Savathun for failing to guard her flank. They are like us, 
these Kwugu bound in symbiosis. I feel joy and sorrow. I feel them titanic things because I am larger than my body. My mind is now a cosmos of its own. I know more joy and more anguish than the entire Kugu race could ever experience. Sorrow because we have killed so much, 18 species in this century alone, and joy for the same reason. Joy that we have put down these blights, scoured them away and left the universe clean, ready to move toward its final shape. We are a wind of progress, ripping parasites from the material world. For if they were not parasites, they would be unable to kill them, and they would still exist. And what is that final shape? Fuel, burning forever, killing death, asking a question that is its own answer, entirely itself. That is what we must become. A worm grows fat and hungry. I feed it with whole worlds. My astronomers tell me they can sense the deed itself, and that we are conquering our ways toward it. I think joy and sorrow will be the same thing soon, like love and death. Verse 3-4, The Scream No, Savathun, Zivorath, my siblings, we are betrayed. We will never live eternal. Our might shatters entire species. We inhale the smoke of their burning. This is our compact with the worm, our god. The worm makes us mighty. But as we wield this might, our worm's hunger expands. If we fail to feed it, it will devour us from within. We have exterminated 306 worlds. And now I am certain. My worm's hunger grows faster than the might I draw from it. We are bound by our covenant to obey our nature. Eternal research. Eternal cunning. Eternal conquest. But as we do this, as my siblings, we feed our worms. And the more we feed them, the hungrier they grow. Faster and faster. Soon, my siblings, we will be so mighty and our worms so hungry that not with all our might could we possibly feed them, and we will be devoured. What can we do? Verse 3 5 Dictata Ur Dakua. Attention! Perimeter security units attend. Stand by to assimilate new imperatives. Gland 60 proof assimilation liquor, or face immediate non compliance taxation. The Dakua Ministry of War is now online and true. In radial year 989, Groove 3, our clients in the Dakua Nest salvaged an interstellar spacecraft. All isotopes date the craft's construction 24,000 years ago, around the same time the fundament system dropped out of contact with our amoebial ecumene. Semantic spike. Not even going to try to pronounce that one. Mercury explorers, disposable class, discovered an organism frozen in stasis deep within the hull. She claims to be Tau, member of a proto-hive species. During debriefing, she provided records of the fall of Ammonite civilization and vital intelligence about the motives, biology, and leadership of the hive. 
negative reinforcement, bomb.axon, 8x8, inflict. Over the past century, perimeter security units of the Yukaman Status Army have failed to halt a hive incursions on 17, 17 separate worlds. All species in the Yukaman face extinction. Positive reward, positive reinforcement, reward.axon, 11xvv2, inspire. Decapitate, defer, promote Daco's strategic dicta for victory against the hive. Identify Supreme Hive leadership organisms, Arash, Sathona, and Zero. Target these entities with maximum theater overkill. Kadiometric release authorized. Prosecute targets wherever they manifest. Hive cohesion will crumble. Total victory over the hive will be achieved by clean sweep genocide. Enact impulse, Indora Vindicator. Blue, you sound like Dinglebot. <laughs> yes! Um, success! That's what I thought. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. Alright, verse 3-6. Star by star by star. Beneath the green fire sky in the throne world of King Oryx, our, lord and, our lords embrace. We the hive watch as Sabathun puts her arm around Zebu Arath. And Zebu Arath clasps forearms with Oryx. Oryx takes Sabathun by the shoulder. They are huge, huge, and they burn with furious power. But this embrace is weakness, and we despise it. Never before have we despised our lords. Have they killed us? We, the hive, have been driven back, world by world. I'm at my end, Savathun says. I plot and plan, but I cannot gather enough bloodshed to feed my worm. In order I try, hungrier it becomes. I slaughter and kill, Zebu Rat says. But the harder I fight, the more the worm demands. I too am at my end. The Isumin angels have killed me so many times, Oryx says, that I dare not go out into the universe, lest I protect myself. the hive unworthy to exist Zebu Arath puts her great head puts down her great head to retire and gather her strength Avathun closes her eyes in puzzled defeat we should pray to warn our god to tell us what to do but King Orcs who knows the best of beauty of final shape roars at them have you learned nothing would you Whatever we do, we'll do by killing. Act of war and might. That is the final arbiter we serve. That violent arbiter. And if we turn away from it, we deserve to be eaten. No. We must open natures. We must gift the worm our God has given and a way to keep existing. How will we feed our worms? Zebu or Rath asks. I know, says Cunning Savathun. I know a way, but it won't work unless we are killing the Yusamine by billions. How can we beat them? If we cannot beat their strengths, says Zebu or Rath, we must infect their weaknesses. 
but they are lords of matter and physical law. I know a way, King Orc says, but it will require great power. More, more power than any one of us can claim. Then kill me, says Sibu Arath, and use that killing logic. The power you prove by killing something as mighty as me. So King Orcs took up his blade and beheaded Zivurath. And strangle me, says Savathun, holding a blade against her back. Use that killing logic, the cunning you prove by killing something as smart as me. But King Orcs turned with great speed in the might of Zivurath and beheaded Savathun before she could move. King Orcs was the first navigator with the map of death. These were true deaths, for they happened in the sword world. Then he went to the worm named Akka. Justin. Verse 3-7. Heat the sky. Emergency imperative. All militarized units attend. Whoops, one, one moment. Gland 120 proof fight or flight encoding or face certain catastrophic defeat. The Ecumen crisis cancel is, non, is now online and true. Am I on the wrong one? Nope, you're on the right one. Okay, cool. I thought you had already read this. No, Attention. it's uh, same intro as the other one. Oh, okay, cool. Attention. As of radial 990 groove zero... The Hive has launched a staggering counterattack across the Spinward Frontier, Perimeter Militia, and Shock Fleets report total casualties. We anticipate total ecumene disintegration extinction within 220 years. Vigilance Spike, EL, attend. The Hive Entity, Oryx, Arash, is deploying a paracausal ontopathological weapon that infects and subverts ecumene forces. The weapon operates on individual targets. The targets are abducted and returned as compliant hive slaves with inexplicable and physical illegal abilities. All ecumene clients should immediately devote all economic and cognitive resources to a countermeasure. Fight hard. We stop the hive here or see our galaxy devoured. Enact impulse 10 times 10. Abayard. Berserker. Verse 3 8. King of Shapes. This is the coronation of Oryx the Taken King. It happens thus. In the cold abyss of the sword world, King Orash walked under a cloak of green fire. He walked through the sky, and the sky shuddered and froze beneath his feet. He walked until he found Akka, the Worm of Secrets, who was denying a truth until it became a lie. Akka, my god, Worm of Secrets, I am Oryx, sole king of the Hive. I have come to receive a secret. I want the secret power of the Deep, which you hold. I give no secrets, said Akka, whose voice was code. No, said Oryx, you give nothing. Giving is for the sky. You worship the deep, which asks that we take what we need. Akka said nothing, because if it denied this truth, the truth might become false. But you gave us your larva, the worm, said Oryx, 
And that is why the worm devours us now, because it was given, not taken. So I must take what I need from you, although you are my god. Said Akka, you have not the strength, but this was a lie. Oryx had killed Savathun, his sibling, and Zivu Harath, his sibling, and he had the sword logic of killing them. Oryx, the first navigator, set upon his god with his sword and his words and cut Akka to pieces, and took from those pieces the secret of calling upon the deep. He wrote the secret on a set of tablets, which he called the Tablets of Ruin, and he wore them about his waist. Then Oryx said, Now I may speak to the deep, the beautiful final shape. I will be king of shapes. I will learn all the secrets of our destiny. His speech to the deep is not recorded here, but it is known that he returned and he said, Now I am Oryx, the Taken King, and I have the power to take life and make it my own. Then he went into the universe and fought the Yukaming with his tablets, and the worm his god was pleased. Ghost Act, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 39, Carved in Ruin Orcs made war on the Yusamine for a hundred years. At the end of those hundred years, he faced the Yusamine council on the fractal wreath. And from their blood rose Zivuarath, saying, I am war, and you have conjured me back with war. Orcs was glad, for he loves Zivuarath. The Yusamine wailed in grief. Then Orcs and Zivurarath made war on the Yusamine for 40 years. At the end of those 40 years, Orcs said to the Dekoianest, Listen, I am jealous of my sibling Zivurarath. Help me kill her. And in desperation, they agreed. But he drove the Dekoianest into a trap, and they were made extinct. From their ashes rose cunning Savathun, saying, I am trickery, and you have brought conjure me back with trickery. Oryx was glad, for he loved Savathun. The Yusamine fled into the void. Then they made war on the Yusamine for a thousand years, and exterminated them so wholly that nowhere except this book are they remembered. This book and the Mayan Teo, who was not found. And Savathun said, King Orcs, how will we feed our worms? Did you use my plan? Orcs told the hive, I am the taking king, and here is my law. You thrall, each of you will claw and scream, and kill what you can. Take enough killing to feed your worm, and a little more to grow. Tithe the rest to the acolyte who commands you. Your acolytes... Lead your thrall into battle. Take enough killing to feed your worm, and a little more to grow. And take the tithe of the thrall you lead. Then tithe the remainder to the knight or wizard who commands you. Thus you pay tribute. You knights and wizards, lead your followers into battle. Take enough devastation to feed your worm, and a little more to grow. And then take tithe of your followers. Then take another portion, as much as you dare, and use it for your own purposes. But if it is too much, your peers will kill you and take it. Then tithe the remainder to the ascendant you serve. 
and the Senate will be those among the hive who gather enough tribute to enter the netherworld. They will pay a tithe to those above them. And thus the tribute will flow up, up to the chain so that Sabathun and Zivurath and myself will be fed a great river of tribute. And we'll use that excess to feed our gods and to study the deep. Thus all worms will be fed as long as we continue our crusade. And this is my law. I carve it in thus, in ruin. I at. Root. Verse 4, a golden amputation. Behold the wrath of orcs, coiled for 10,000 years. Behold the golden amputation, the fall of Teshubeth, the end of an age. We beat the worlds of Teshubeth like skull drums, and we howl in joy for our black war moons as they ran silver orbitals and gleaming star webs where infant Teshubeth sun ravens curl and die unborn. In this throne world, Oryx paces ten times. On the first pace, Kragor sends his accursed to blight the Teshubeth worlds. On the second pace, the Tai unleash their battle plates and arsenal ships to fight our moons. On the third place, Oryx's war priest meets them in battle, and he is victorious. He paints the void with the fire, and he salts the earth with the ash. On the fourth pace, Mingor and Crowdug, Dyad Knights, go to the Raven Bridge, and they stand on it and kill the Tai for ten years. On the fifth pace, the Thai Emperor Raven comes home to her bridge, and she cuts a moon with her talons. She cuts it open and kills its brood. On the sixth pace, Oryx speaks, saying, Listen to me, Emperor Raven, and I will describe to you the last true shape, which is written on my tablet. And he puts out his fist, full of black fire. And he swallows up the Emperor Raven with a wound. Ayat, only Oryx knows this power, the power to take. On the seventh pace, the perfect Raven comes out of Oryx's wound, and she spreads her wings across Tashabeth. Never again is a Tashabeth child born. She is perfect. She enacts the will of Oryx. On the eighth pace, the Thai say, Listen, you. You are spoilers. You are sphincters and excreta. You rot. Why do you kill? We made silver orbitals and golden star webs. We hatched eggs. We had a good thing. Our clothes were nice. Our food was famous. With one of her feathers, our emperor could have tickled the gods. On the ninth pace, Oryx says, this is the only God, this ability to dictate what will and will not exist, the power to go on existing. This is your God. It is never ticklish. On the tenth pace, the Tashabeth are extinct. Then Orc says, listen, my siblings, do you know what we have done? We have conquered our way to the edge of, deep, of the deep. It whispers to me when I call on it and it guides my flight. It says that we are at its threshold and that I should come inside. I will go speak to it.
Verse 4 1 Battle made waves. Oryx went down into his throne world. He went out into the abyss, and with each step he read one of his tablets, so that they became like stones beneath his feet. He went out and he created an altar, and he prepared an unborn ogre. He called on the deep, saying, I can see you in the sky. You are the waves which are battles, and the battles are the waves. Come into this vessel I have prepared for you. And it arrived, the deep itself. Static. One second. Or. I it. I it. <laughs> Actually, majestic, majestic. Verse two, four, two. Orcs, my king, my friend. Kick back, relax. Shrug off that armor. Set down that blade. Roll your burdened shoulders and let down your guard. This is a place of life, a place of peace. Out in the world, we ask it simple. True question. A question like, can I kill you? Can I rip your world apart? Tell me the truth, for if I don't ask, someone will ask it of me. And they call us evil. Evil. Evil means socially maladaptive. We're adaptiveness itself. Uh, orcs, how do we explain it to them? The world is not built on the laws they love. Not on friendship, but on mutual interest. Not on peace, but on victory by any means. The universe is ran by extinction, by extermination. By gamma ray bursts burning up a thousand garden worlds. By howling singularities eating up infinite suns. Infinite suns. And if life is to live, if anything is to survive through the end of all things, it will not survive by the smile, but by the sword. Not in a soft place, but in a hard shell. Not in rotting bog of artificial paradise, but in the cold, hard, self-verifying truth that one ultimate arbiter, the only judge, will power that is its own metric and its own source, existence, at any cost. Strip away the lies and the truces and delaying taxes they call civilization, and this is what remains, this beautiful shape. The fate of everything is made like this. And the collision, the test of one praxis against another, this is how the world changes. One way meets a second way, and they discharge their weapons. Then exchange their words in markets. They contest, and in doing so, they petition each other for the right to go on being something instead of nothing. This is a universe, figuring out what it should be in the end. And it is majestic. Majestic is the only thing that can be true in and of itself. And it is what I am. Verse 4 3. When do monsters have dreams? I'm walking down the road. I'm going to the orrery to talk to my dad. And I hear, well, 
I hear this noise. So I look back, and my sisters are behind me, and they're ripping up the road. They've got these huge swords, execution swords, and they're leaving the stones out of the road, levering the stones out of the road. The stones are covered in writing. They're like tablets, and there's dirt underneath full of worms. I need to get to the orrery before they catch up to me, so I... So I start running, but right away someone trips me. It's my dad. He's got his foot out, and he grabs me by the horns and just slams me down on my face. I'm in so much pain, I nearly throw up a worm. Why weren't you ready for this, Dad says. He's wearing glare goggles, those shiny goggles that he'd used to save his vision during lightning storms or sea fire. All three of his eyes reflect on me. Didn't you know they'd be jealous because they couldn't come to the Ori and talk to me? Didn't you know they'd move against you? I start walking like I'm two days old again. And I say, Dad, I thought you were my friend. I'm supposed to be safe here. But he just puts out his fist and I realize he's laughing at me. For believing him. Why did I think he'd be safe? In his fist, he's got a black sun. And he holds me by the throat. He goes to tip the black sun inside me. I can see my jaws in his goggles. Three reflections of my jaws with so many teeth. So I start eating my dad. I bite huge pieces out of him and I claw him up. I eat his legs, and I eat his arms, and I eat his goggles, and his eyes, and he says, good, good, this is majestic and true, but my sisters are still tearing up the road, and I don't know how to get back. Verse 4, 4, more beautiful to know. Sometimes... I wonder if I'm a nihilist. I don't do much except break things. That's what they say about me. We could have had a great civilization if it weren't for that damn oryx, that damn hive. They don't believe in anything but death. The only way to make something good is to make something that can't be broken. And the only way to do that is to try to break everything. I'm glad I learned that the universe runs on death. It's more beautiful to know. But I'm lost somewhere strange. I think that Savathun and Izuvu Arath are trying to steal the tablets from me. They must have cut off my tribute while I was away communing with the Deep. I love them so dearly. No one else is clever or strong enough to try to break me. No one else can give me this gift. Once long ago, I killed Zivu Arath on her war moon and she blew up the whole moon to kill with me her. She was laughing in joy. I laughed too. A whole moon. A whole moon. It was a waste of a moon, but it taught me how to save myself from exploding worlds, which was necessary to fight the Yukamine. I love Mighty Zivu for more than a moon loves the tide. I'd kill her for this. Over and over, forever and ever. When I get home from my wanderings in the deep, and I take back my throne, I'm going to have children. That's what I need. Sons and daughters to love and kill.
verse 4, 5. This love is war. Zivu von Orcs, uttered by Zivu Arath, sibling of Orth, Orcs. Betrayal. We have marooned Orcs within the deep. This is our obligation as Lords of the Hive, to make war upon each other, to eradicate weakness and make ourselves sharp. Obligations. Once I permitted Orcs to kill me so that he could gain the sword logic and overcome Akka, our god. This left me trapped in the deep my, in my throne. But Orcs, my brother, made war upon the Yusamine, and in that war he described me, for I too am war. Thus I was resurrected. <clears throat> Resurrection. Savathun and I conspired to strand Orcs on his expedition. But I secretly believe that I will be stronger with Orcs to war against. Thus I describe him. A description of Orcs. When Orcs looks upon you, you feel that you may vanish if he looks away. The crest of Orcs' skull is as long as an arm. In the course of its life, a thought moves from one end to the other. Upon his crest I have painted a line in my blood, so that he will remember me. Each of Orcs' fangs has the precision of a finger and the acuity of an eye. Although he was born at the bottom of the universe and taught to burrow, Orcs has grown wings. The light of wildfire shines through them. Orcs teaches, but he will not be taught. Orcs' body is corded with strength. His muscle sinews and his muscles are as strong as children. And as his children are the strength of him. Orcs wears a raiment of worms made from the call of gods. The voice of Orcs may cause two different numbers to become equal. Orcs, my brother, is the bravest thing I know. Upon fundamentally, I learned he, we were the natural prey of the universe, the most frail and desperate of things. He taught me about this carefully, and he found a way to fix it. He made us strong, and he will lead us into eternity. Orcs, my brother, loves me and loves this war. And this love is war. Verse 4, 6. One moment. Eater of hope, you are Crota, my son. Welcome. I fought my way out of hell to make you. I fought my traitor siblings, and I fought the swarming corpse of Akka. And I cut my way back out of my own court, the high war, which had been usurped. Once I had made war on Savathun and crippled her tribute so, she, so that she could never challenge me, and once I had tricked Zivurath and poisoned her tribute so that she could never again try to make, try to take my tablets, and once I had arranged my own lineages so that I would be the greatest among the hive, and secure my own throne, then I found a mother to take to make spawn. One of those spawn was you. Your life will be a battle too. You will have to win your place at the high war. I will give you nothing except this, your first sword, and this name I have prepared for you. We fight a war against false hope. Crota, 
We chase a god called the Traveler, a huckster god who baits young life into building houses for it. These houses are unsafe, for they cannot stand against my hive. And these houses are a trap, for they lead young, away, young life away from the blade and the tooth, which are the tools of survival and the means of ascension. Only when the traveler is extinguished will the, will the universe be free to arrange itself and assume by ruthless contest its final perfect shape, a shape which depends on nothing but itself. Thus I name you Crota, eater of hope. There is an oath upon me, Crota my son, an oath against the wretched Tau. This I do not give to you, it is for me, your father to bear. Let's go meet your aunts and uncles. Verse 4, 7. Shapes, points. Look at you. Already you have grown, my daughter. Already you are a wizard. Have I been away so long? Now you are Iranuk, and Sevathun cackles and rages at your brilliance. You have written 11 axioms describing the Ascendant Plains, our throne world. You have announced that you will kill one of those ax these axioms, as Akka would kill the truth. And in mantling Akka, you will become a god, as I am. If you try it, I may kill you, or I may applaud. Well done. I brought you this bitter acid for your celebrations. And you, Irhalak, you are a wizard too, as of the way of, the twi of twins. I have been with Zivu Arath, who complains that you have made a song, and sung it in her throne world, and killed everyone who listened quite irrevocably. Will we have songs instead of swords and boomers? What have you made for me? It is a tooth shaped like death. I will keep it in my mouth. What have you written for me? It is the course of the Nika thought ship. I will track it down. I made you by cutting one larva in half. It would not die. Each half grew into one of you. My sword is named Willbreaker, but it never broke you. Verse 4 8 The Partition of Death. One day, Orcs decided to grow new wings. While he wrestled with his worm, he came upon his twin daughters dying in a wound between places. What are you doing, my daughters? he asked. He was afraid that Irhalak and Iranuk were trying to go into the deep, where only the tablets of ruin allowed orcs to go. We are dying, father, they said, as many times as we can manage. That's adorably precocious, orcs shook out his new wings. But why? We propose a method in which ascendant souls can be detached and integrated from a tautological and autonomous thanatosphere, which we tentatively term an oversoul. Oversouls can be stored in a throne world as a mechanism of enhanced death resilience. As a side effect, new refinements to our death song may be achieved, moving us closer generally to effective precarious Paracasual death impulse. Worsh brandished his sword. Speak the royal tongue, or I'll pin you up for ear to eat. If we can separate our deaths from ourselves and hide them, 
we will be hard to kill. Oryx went to his son Crota. Go keep an eye on your sisters, he said. You can learn cunning from them. But while Oryx traveled to observe the deep, destroying ancient ancient fortress world, Crotan conspired with his sisters to learn their secrets. I too will experiment with a wound, he said. With his sword, Crota cut open a new wound into a new space, and here he thought he might obtain a secret power. Out of this wound came machines called the Vex. They invaded Oryx's throne world. Justin. Verse 4 9. Open your eye. Go into it. The Vex clattered around, constructing large problems. At first, their constructions were deranged because they didn't understand the sword logic, which defined all rules in Oryx's throne world. The geometry perplexed them. I'll cut them apart, Crota said. But just then, the Vex ritual of better thoughts manifested a mind called Coria. Blade transform. Coria deduced the sword logic. I have to kill everything, Coria resolved. Then I will be powerful. Crota's gate began to emit warrior Vex. Huge and brassy. He leapt forward to fight them, but they blinked away. After they fled from Crota, they killed 2,000 of Oryx's acolytes and 10,000 of his thrall. Soon they had established themselves as powers in this sword, in this world, by right of slaughter. Come forth, sister wizards, called Irhalak. We need you. Irinuk pulled a sword star out of the sky. Together the wizards charged it with killing power and made an, an annihilator totem, which they used to smash the Vex. Close the wound, Brother Crota, Anuk ordered. We will find a cunning way to destroy them, but only after they stop constructing problems for us. But Coria had, had instanced itself to the other side of the gate and built a hold fast to keep the way open. Coria's objective was to exploit the paracausal physics of Oryx's throne to become divine. It organized a series of test invasions for a hundred years of local time, the siblings fought the Vex. When the Vex came into the sword world, they were inevitably annihilated. But when the Hive went into the Vex world, they lost too, much of their power to win. Father's going to eat our souls, Halak sighed. Coria captured some more larvae and began experimenting with them. Soon, Coria Blade Transform manifested religious tactics. By directing worship at the worms, Coria learned it could alter reality with mild ontopathogenic effects. Being an efficient machine, Coria manufactured a priesthood and ordered all its subminds to believe in worship. Then it set about abducting and killing dangerous organisms so it could bootstrap itself to the Hive Godhood. For some Vex reason, 
Coria never attempted to introduce the worm larva into its mind fluid. Savathun was laughing because she had tricked, tricked Crota into cutting that place. This drew the attention of the worm our god Oryx, called Ear. Set your house in order. Verse 410. An emperor for all outcomes. Orcs rushed home and read from the tablets of ruin. He put some of the vex into wounds to be taken by the power of the deep. Thus he turned the vex against each other. Coria manifested a range of tactics, but none of them were adaptive. Orcs crushed all the vex in his throne. Oryx thought that he should study geometry, like the vex. It was the map for perfect shapes, but first he had to punish imperfection. My son, he said, this is your punishment. Come home glorious or die forgotten. He picked up Crota by the legs and threw him into the Vexgate network. Crota battled through history, becoming a legendary demon. In his early centuries, he often spared a few victims to hear oaths and protest against his father. Later, he came to understand Oryx, and he made temples and monuments wherever he went. Meanwhile, Oryx brooded on the Vex. I've met a worthy rival, he said. They want to exist forever, just as I do. But I don't understand them. At this, his worm began to chew on him, for he was bound to understand. He called Savathun to meet in the material world. She told him that the Vex worked tirelessly to understand everything, so that they could build a victory condition for every possible end state of the universe. Then I must be a better king, Oryx said. If they want to build an emperor for all outcomes, then I will be the king of only one. I will follow the deep wherever it goes and document its power. Let us create a catalog of the Grave of Worlds, which will become our map to victory. Orcs knew that all life would, could be described as cellular automata, except for that life which understood the deep or the sky, and thus escaped causality. Out of love for her brother, which is the same as the desire to kill him, Sevathun leaked a secret to Z Zivu Arath. Listen, Zivu, Oryx's throne world has become compromised. You can cut your way in from here. Zivu Arath used this to plan an ambush. Oryx was too canny. The Taken King said to his court, the High Ward, My throne world is vulnerable. I'm going to move it. Where? asked Kagor, world winder. Into a mighty dreadnought, said Oryx. I shall keep my glorious mind cosmos inside a titanic warship. Verse 411, Dreadnought. To make his ship, Oryx scrimshawed one piece of Akko, who was dead but far from gone. He stole the hammer of Zivurath and the scaffold of Savathun, and he armored his ship in baneful armor. When Oryx had built his Dreadnought, he punished his throne world inside and out, so that it bled the material space of the Dreadnought. They were Cotermonious and allied his ship and his sin. The Dreadnought was within the throne of Oryx, but the throne of Oryx was the Dreadnought. Ayat. This required a verse for the Tablets of Ruin. The whole court worked together to push Oryx's throne inside out. This was a j day of joyous violence. 
And as Orcs' broods mark this holiday as Aversion Day, which is celebrated by turning things inside out, saith the Orcs, go out into the universe. My court gathered tribute for me. Send it home to my ship. When I call you, walk up to that tribute, my court. I will prepare for long voyages. I am a Savathun, insidious. Into the war, I graffiti this notice for you. Into the deep, these books are full of lies. Now Oryx's throne was safe from incursion, because it moves so nimbly. Oryx attacked the harmonious flotilla Invincible, who guarded the Nika thought ship. When the flotilla surrounded his dreadnought, Oryx put his sword in the hole, and he used the power of the deep and the clever systems of his, his daughters built to push Throne World out into mere reality. By wrath and confidence, he filled space with an egg of his throne. It swelled up like a ghost star to smash a harmonious flotilla invincible. Oryx broke the last word off their name. In the Nietzsche thought ship, Oryx hoped to, locate, to find the location of the gift mast, which had been left behind the traveler. Oryx wanted to eat it, but the thought ship was a trap. Upon it was Quaria, blade transformed. First five. I don't even know what to call that. But, interdict, simulate, worship. I am going to kill you. I am going to salt my wheat, my meat with your briny little thoughts. I am going to cook flesh on your broken molten hull. Insinuate, subvert, replicate. This ship is my throne. You want to take it from me? You want to fill it up with your own spawn and use it for your abstract purposes, but I defy you. Observe, imitate, usurp. You will never be what I am. Simulate me, wretch. Calculate the permutations of my divinity. Compute the death in the shape of my throne. Render my shadow on the stone of ten thousand graveyard worlds. It will never be enough. I hold the tablets of ruin. I speak to the deep. Not with a galaxy of thinking matter could you encompass me. Behold, unknown, enigma, shortfall, abort, halt, abort. Verse 5-1 End a Failed Timeline <clears throat> By now, Coria knows it can't win. There's something pathological about the world inside our Oryx's ship. It resists analysis with hot, dead spite. In Oryx himself, he's irreducible. He refuses to obey Coria's simulations. He crashes around, sowing chaos. He grabs submines and compromises them with some kind of ontological weapon. Paracausal systems, very problematic. Coria's trying the religious tactics that evolved into the Hive Manifold. But even on those terms, Oryx is strong. So strong. Coria won't be able to protect its gates much longer. The closest Coria's got to a simulation of Oryx is a best-guess bootstrap. It's wrong, Coria's sure of that. 
It's Oryx minus the symbiote organism, minus the wings and the morphs, minus the weapon, minus the power. No good for anything. Korra manifests the simulation anyways, just to see what happens. The Taken King marches on Korra's hydra hull, armed with blade and magic, cloaked in ancient cloth, and the universe wails in horror around him. Korra physics models and toy worlds choke and crash. Korra observes, alert and attentive, as a single quirk splits on the tip of Oryx's sword. From within the hydra hull, Korra's tiny not-Oryx speaks. What are you? It says. It's manifesting terror and awe. Oryx's eyes blaze with a curious curiosity that is entirely isomorphic with hate, with voracious hunger. Orash, he says in his hive language. You've made me as I was. You've made a tiny Orash. Ha! Korya updates the simulation's name. Orash is curious. You're me? You're me as I become? Oryx kneels. His blade is on his left shoulder. Korya is firing every available weapon at him, but his words don't break. He looks into Korya's sensors through the hammering fire, and he says, Child, I have everything you wanted. I am immortal. I know the great secrets of the universe. I have scouted the edges of the darkness, and I have chased the lying god down galactic arms in a howling pack of moons. In my fist, I carry the secret power that will rule eternity. In my worm... I bear the tribute of my court and of my children, the Hope Eater, the Weaver, and the Unraveler, and with this tribute I smash my foes. I am Oryx, the Taken King. I am Almighty. Coria samples the Tau intelligence retrieved at Tree from the Yukaman Gate. There are useful names. It feeds them into the simulation. What about your sisters? Orash asks its future self. Sathona, Zero, are they with you? The Taken King's fangs glint. That sound might be a laugh or a hiss. Horia shuts down its weapons and puts all its sparse resources into sending telemetry to the greater Vex. There will be points in space and time where this data is vital. There will be great projects undertaken in the study of this ontological power, this throne space. Where are my sisters? Aura shouts. What have you done with my people? What have you done? But Oryx's fist is full of black fire, and the next thing Coria sees is a light like stars. Whop. Gone, Willie? Did he fall asleep? I think he's there. Did we lose Willie? Which one were we on? Um, I can take it. <clears throat> Verse 5-2. Strict proof eternal. Nice. I have a gift for you, says Oryx. Savathun, witch queen, looks at him with dry weariness. Is it the sword logic I need to go into the deep and take your power for myself? Their echoes move along the war moons, walking together on the hull of a 2,000-year-old warship. Savathun's fleet has assembled here in preparation for an assault on the gift mass. The deep is headed that way, on the trail of its prey, and the hive will be its vanguard. It's a vex I captured. Coria, blade transform. 
and made an attempt to puncture my throne. I thought you might enjoy studying it. Orcs pauses, digesting. Through the bond of the lineage, he can feel Crota killing worlds and worlds away, and it tastes like sweet fat. Coria contains a Vex attempt to simulate me. It might generate others, you, perhaps, or Zivu Arath. I've left it some of its will, so it can surprise you. I'll suppose it'll, I suppose it'll blow up and kill me, seventh and grouses, or let the machines into my throne, where they'll start turning everything into clocks and glass. If it kills you, then you deserve to die. Oryx says it with a quiet trill. A happy trill, because it's good to say the truth. I don't have a strict proof yet, you know? Sevithrin strokes the void with one long claw, and space-time groans beneath her, teach, her touch. This thing, we believe, that we're liberating the universe by devouring it, that we're cutting out the rot, that we're on course to join the final shape, I haven't found a strict eternal proof. We might yet be wrong. Orcs looks at her for, and for a moment, just a moment, he is nostalgic. He is sentimental. He thinks, imagine the years behind us, the things we've done. And yet being old doesn't feel like a scar, does it? It hasn't left me dull. I feel alive. Alive with you. And every time I step back into this world from my throne, I feel like I'm two years old again. The bottom of the universe, looking up. But he says, Sister, it's us. We're the proof. We the hive. If we last forever, we prove it. And if something more ruthless conquers us, then the proof is sealed. She looks back at him with eyes like hot needles. I like that, she says. It's elegant. Although, of course, she has had this thought before. Verse 5-3. I'd shut them all in cells. Pray and sacrifice, uttered by Shivirov, god of war. Harmony. When the traveler passed across Harmony, it lied to the orbits of ten worlds. Now they orbit the black hole. The traveler lied to the accretion disk so that it would give them warm light to these worlds. The gift mast. When the traveler left Harmony, it made a monument out of the black hole's polar jet. In the jet, there's a hollow mast which sings in radiance. This is the gift mast, and we will devour it. We will eat the sky out of it and will snap it like a bone. The Harmony Sting. The Harmony have weaponized their dead star. They can stimulate the accretion disk to fire relativistic plasma jets. We will take the Sting. We will use it to burn their worlds. I will grant one temple of tribute to the first descendant to kill a world. Oryx. I will have the gift mass to feast on. I will have it first. I am Zivu Arath, and all war is my temple. Beware the daughters of Oryx, for they make and unmake with ease. Savathun, the deceitful sister, will be distracted by Arcana in the song of the black hole. Treat her broods with contempt. The traveler, we chase it, and we will devour it. The deep will rule the cosmos. The dragons, our gods, should be ours alone. Their smug freedom is an insult to me. I'd shut them all in cells. Bring them to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Resist. <laughs> okay, keep going. <clears throat> Verse 5-4. The Gift Mast. The Gift Mast! 
It towers above this star system like a monument to treason. It beams with silver light. It sings a radio lullaby made of soothing lies. In its light live the harmony, and now they are our prey. Now arrives Zivu Arath at the head of her armada. She fights the harmony for fifty years with strategies and discipline. But the harmony turned to dragon wishes, and their wishful bishops wrestle Zivu in the ascendant plain. Zivu falls into deadlock. Next arrives Sabathun, flanked by her chorus and her celebrants. They trick their way into Anna Harmony in disguises so that they might vivisect these dragons. The worm our god laughs and laughs. For a hundred years, Sabathun keeps secret covens among the Harmony. But first of all was Oryx, whose brood grew in secret places in the rubble of the accretion disk. The first navigator sends rocks and comets to crash into the Harmony world so that the Harmony fleet will be disarrayed. He sends seers to infiltrate the Harmony worlds with his broods. Here, at the center of the fifth book, the Hive has grown so mighty that it has made the annihilation of all false life routine. Zivu Arath kills the wishful bishops. Savathun achieves some secret purpose, and Oryx's court tears down the gift mass. The Harmony people wail in terror, and they throw themselves into the silver lakes of Anna Harmony to drown. Come, saith Oryx, eat of the gift mass, for I am a generous god. Of its pieces, I claim only two out of every five. The mast is full of the light of the traveler, is full of the marrow taste of sky. All who eat of it are filled with the ecstatic certainty that they serve a great and necessary purpose. Then saith Savathun, Siblings, listen, we must part ways a while, so that we may grow different. She flies her war moons into the black hole. Her throne becomes distant. Saith Zivu Arath, King Oryx, you take up too much space. Your power constrains too many choices. I must go away from you. She flies her war moons away into the night. Her throne is barred shut. Then Oryx was alone. He spent a while in thought. And those thoughts are recorded here. Verse 5-5. Five, five. Apocalypse refrains. This is our message to the things that we will kill. A species which believes that a good existence can be invented through games of civilization and through laws of conduct is doomed by that belief. They will die in terror. The lawless and the ruthless will drag them down to die. The universe will erase their monuments. But the one that sets out to understand the one true law and to perform worship of that law will by that decision gain control over their future. They will gain hope of ascendance, and by their ruthlessness, they will assist the universe in arriving at its perfect shape. Only by eradicating ourselves from all clemency for the weak can we emulate and become that which endures forever. That is inevitable. The universe offers only one choice, and it is between ruthlessness and extinction. We stand against the fatal lie that a world built on laws of conduct may ever resist the action of the truly free. This is the slavery of the traveler, the crime of creation, in which labor is wasted on the construction of false hopes, false shapes. If you choose to fight us, fight us with everything you have, with all your laws and games, we will prove our argument thus. 
He's asleep. I think I was asleep. Anyways. <laughs> verse five six. I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat, I eat. I eat. God, I just want to say I eat. I uh, <laughs> All is well. I eat what is at war is healthy and what is at peace is sick. My son Crota feeds me rich, rich tribute. My lineages are strong. My worm is vast and satiated. And with that security, I can spend my time on study and communion with the deep. As I learn more secrets, my power grows. As my power grows, I use it to learn more secrets. I eat, let it be thus, because it is must. Because it must. I wonder if my sisters have secrets of their own. My power exceeds theirs. I may kill them permanently and subsume their thrones. But I think they have the strength that they hide from me. Developed in time of separation. I eat the only meaningful relationship is the attempt to destroy. Savathun asks if I am as much a slave of the deep as my taken. She asks what price I pay for my power. I am not taken. The hive is not the deep. The deep doesn't want everything to be the same. It wants life, strong life, life that lives free without the need for a habitat of games to insulate it from reality. When I make my taken, I make them closer to perfect. I heal their wounds and enhance their strengths. This is inherently good. I eat the only right is existence. The only wrong is non-existence. I am Oryx, the first navigator, the taken king. I eat, let me be what I am, because to be anything else would be fatal. <laughs> He's totally asleep. Verse 5, 7. Forever in a blade, I considered returning to Fundament, learning what became of the God Wave and the Tungsten Monoliths and the Continents, which were all that remained of my people's primal home. But I know what became of all that. It became me, and I am the heir of Fundament, the immortal descendant of all those ten-year krill. I asked a question. How can we live in the universe long enough to understand it? And I learned the answer, which is written here in this book. I learned that I had to become the most, the most ruthless of all. I don't know where the darkness, which is the deep that came from, nor the travelers, which I hunt. But I will learn. I will learn. This is my inheritance, my estate, eternity, infinity, the whole universe beneath my sword. This is what I rule forever and a blade. Okay. Verse 5 8. Warm food. Trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> what will happen if I die? It suits me to consider this, for I am a great ally of death. My daughters study the quiddity of death. My son practices the inhabitation of death. My great work is, in Ultima, to become synonymous with death. To die, and in that dying, live. So that if the universe comes to nothing, then I will be a part of that nothing. Far better to have a savage universe with a happy end than a happy universe with no hope. I have died many times, but these, these deaths were only temporary. If my echoes are killed, and I am killed in the material world, then I will be driven back to my throne, the Dreadnought. If my court and my throne can be beaten, if I'm confronted in my throne, if I'm defeated there, then I will die. My work will end. This is the pact to which I'm bound, in particular by my study of the Tablets of Ruin and by my use of the power of the Deep. 
When I call upon that power, I put myself up as the stakes in a wager. I gamble with my soul. For I am saying, listen, my gods, I am the mightiest thing there is, and I prove it thus. Lately, I have realized how much I depend on Crota and my daughters, and even upon my court. If I lost them, my outlays would exceed my intakes. My tribute would not be enough to feed my worm. But this is proper. For if I lost them, it would be because they are not mighty enough. And then I would be a bad father, a bad king. I must test them, fight with them, to keep them strong. This is my guess. I will go on forever. I will understand everything. There is only one path, and that is the path that you make. But you can make more than one path. Break your cell's bars. Make a new shape. Make the shape from its path. Find your cell's bars. Break out of the bars. Find a shape. Make the shape from its path. Eat the light. Eat the path. Verse 5. One more. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, Sorry, I wasn't scrolled down. If I fail, let me be warm food. Nice. Verse 5 9. I'll make sure. I've made preparations. If I'm defeated, I know it will be because my understanding of the universe was incomplete. I failed to anticipate some. Is this one you read? Nope, nope. This is the very last one. We we made it. Yeah. I failed to anticipate some strategy, some nemesis, perhaps Tao, if she still lives. If I'm defeated, I know that I will fall to something mighty, something that craves might, something that loves what I love, which is the deep, a principle and a power, the versatile protein need to adapt and endure, to reach out and shape the universe entirely for that purpose. To mutate and redesign and test and iterate so that it can prevail, can seize existence and hold it, certain that it is everything, that there is nothing to life except living, and it has two faces, yet it is one shape. One face is the objective, which is obvious, and the other face is that will to sacrifice things and ideas for a single mission, the mission of becoming the shape, a shape that will not relent. The utter commitment to survival, to draw the right sword, and to choose where to cut, to allow this hunger to become your weapon. So I will prepare a book, which is a map to a weapon, and my vanquisher will read that book, seeking the weapon, and they will come to understand me. Um, where I have been and where I was going, and then they will take up my weapon, they will use it. And they will use that weapon, which is all that I am, and armed thus with my past and my future and my present, which is a weapon, a weapon that takes whatever is available, a weapon bound to malice that will mantle me, Oryx, the Taken King. They will become me and I will become them, each each of us defeating the other, correcting the other, alloying ourselves in the omnipotent philosophy. Thus, I will live forever. I'll make sure. There's no next. No, yeah. I know. We did no. it. Yay. Okay, so, since and, and her, her <laughs> our predictions, we did not finish before Willie passed out. So. However. Oh, so. man. 
There's so much I want to say right now. It's, oh, it's... so okay. <laughs> oh God, I'm just I'm just gonna make a point. So on, uh. Christ, what was the? I just I just posted this and the so okay so the current focus fire that's going on right this week by the way, and I, I'll I'll formally announce this next on tomorrow's stream is the elixir. It's the fall, um, which basically translates into yes, we're trying everything we can to get demo on stream yeah, yeah. because it's just going to be amazing, but. I just posted this in our chat because I just I was reading it and I was like, oh my god, this is potentially a, a, quote, a quote about the fallen houses. Eater of Hope, verse 4-6. Eater of Hope, the fifth paragraph, it says, and Damo's arguing with me, of course, but it says, <clears throat> da, 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 we fight a war against false hope, Crota. We chase a god called the Traveler, a huckster god who baits young life into building houses for it. These houses are unsafe, for they cannot stand against my hive, and these houses are a trap, for they lead a young life away from the blade and the tooth, which are the tools of survival and the means of ascension. Well, we know, we, we kind of know that um, we, later in the books, it's never detailed out when, when the Elixni fell, right? Um, I, I kind of think, I have a feeling that that's actually talking about the formation of the Elixni race and the the uh, the involvement of the Traveler with them to bring them into a form of civilization that builds their houses. They, they We know that the Traveler was involved with them, um, which we'll talk about obviously in more detail next week, but I just, I, that's, that struck me, and I was like, and of course, this is the argument that we're hey. having right now, but um, I thought that was a kind of a cool tie-in that I was like, I need to say something if we have time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you haven't figured it out, everything in Destiny is connected to everything else, because that is just the nature of Destiny, both the, the concept of Destiny and the game. Um I, I do, I, oh man, there's so many, uh, there's so much that you can talk about. Um, the, the concept of the hive as not a, a, uh, abstract villain is such an amazing facet of this game. You know, we'll, we'll obviously, like I said, we're going to get into the fallen. Um, the fallen are by far not as dark as, as the hive is, but, the hive is it's beautiful in its simplicity and its brutality and the way that they approach their existence and they're not certain like it's not like you know a two-dimensional villain who's like I'm just going to kill everybody and you know th there's no like depth to them no the hive is like complex upon complex i mean we don't even know if the books of sorrow are actually accurate we just i mean we assume most of it is somewhat accurate. There's the, you know, the, the graffiti from Savathun where she's like, the books are filled with lies. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're kind of a liar. So a lie told by a liar, you know, I don't know where that's going. But, but I, I just, I know I'll probably get so much grief from Damo for saying this, but the hive is just such a fascinating, you know, a fascinating topic to me. Not to mention the whole medieval playoff 
fuel right. systems. Like I, I love that part, but yeah, what we're what you got? We got like eight minutes before I can officially say that we need to start shutting stuff down. No, even though, no. Even though Willie's already shut down. No, no. I think Willie's. I think he's maybe done for the week. I think um, he might be passed out. I think we kept you, him up. If you were if you were looking for Willie and uh, the band chat for the rest of the week, um, he's he's gone. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Just give him just give him a mo. Just just, just, just give him a sec, and he'll he'll be back next week. <laughs> he's gonna kill us with his ghost. <laughs> oh, this is this is hilarious. Um, first of all, Payin is a song. Um, it's totally a song. Payin is a song. Tao is the speaker. Um, I don't know about that. The Ahamkara, the nine, and uh, I'm just insane. And this has been just the tip with just insane. No, I'm no, just kidding. I, um, still, I still think the nine are <laughs> Leviathans, but whatever. No, uh, so much to talk about, but but tomorrow night is our spin for theory night because now we get to go over everything we just read. Uh, and even that, I don't know if it's going to be enough time, but we can do to- it. Yeah, no, we can do it. I think, I mean, yeah, I, there's so much, there's so much content in the books of sorrow, like just from, just from factual facts, like just Mm -hmm. the the factual presentation of, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years of timeline information that just got dropped on everybody. And I know that the community as a whole has that's one of the reasons they've absolutely loved the books of sorrow was because we finally, we finally have something somewhat factual to go off of, you know, up until now it's been like, Oh yeah, well this card goes here. We think, or this card, you know, we've, I made fun of that back with the St. 14. It's like playing connect the dots, but we don't know what the order of the dots is. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, I just have them freckles. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. I think it goes this way. I'm pretty sure it's going this way, but you know, even that we've had arguments about, no, um, it's been like playing Battleship with no ships. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> is it it's, exactly it what it's really been like. has been. Um, but I mean, with books, of, the books of sorrow. I, I every time, FYI, every time I go to type them, I type books of sorry. It's like <laughs> I have to correct myself every time I type these things. But it's it's so refreshing to get something that's akin to a short novel. Which I know is a, it's been put off. A lot of people have been put off by that, but it's also really nice for those of us who who really want this because it actually gives us a bit of of information to be like, no, see that theory. That theory is actually actually insane, or that theory actually makes more sense. You know, then of course it opens the door to everything else, but. Yeah, I, I'm still surprised that we finished all of them, to be honest. No, no, just reading high five. Them. I high know, five exactly. Blue. Digital high, high five. five knuckles. High hand touching. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so much to talk about. Uh, I have an ecumene Vex tie-in that we must touch on tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm um, curious about that tie-in too, because it's never yeah. really explained, and it's been it bugs me. Every time I read that card, it's like... What? What tie-in? Where did you get this? Man, no, it's making it up. It's central to my whole belief system, so we can't poo-poo it. It's gotta, it's gotta come on. Uh, oh, that theory? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I can't disprove no. it, which is why it's vexing me. Good yeah, sh- no. Ha ha. Well, um, uh, if if you have missed the rest of the stream, you will know you are here with uh, Blue Crew, eighty six, Justin Sane, oh five one six, and Sleeping Willie Beeman. Um, That's his new nickname, <laughs> Sleeping Willie. <laughs> um, why don't we go ahead and do shout outs real yeah. quick? Um, okay, so you know, like like Justin said. We just what we've done tonight is obviously we just read through all the cards. We're not gonna. We're trying really hard not to get into speculations. That's what we're doing tomorrow night, um, same time, 10 p.m. Uh, we will be posting it on Twitter and we'll definitely be posting it all over the places. I'm gonna try to get both these files up relatively quickly. Um, I'm probably not gonna get this one up tomorrow because of just the time it takes to process everything. But I will try my best. Um, no, get them up both tomorrow at the same time. I think, I think we'll I'm thinking that, yeah, I think I want to put them up at the same time just so yeah. that people who are looking for the more enjoyable sections that they, you know, they expect from us <laughs> have an option just to skip over this one if they don't want to. Uh, because, you know, there wasn't a lot of commentary in here. And and, and we no. knew that. We, we knew that going in that there wasn't going to be a lot of commentary tonight. Thankfully, we got through all the cards, which I'm still amazed of. But, okay. So shout outs. Um, first off, huge, huge shout out to Bife. Um, I can, I can now officially, you know, I think I said it last week, but now I officially can say that he is, he is in our chat. He's, you know, become very, he, he has spoken very highly of our, our ramblings. Um, and I just, if you have not checked out any of his lore videos or his, uh, I think he's doing mostly right now, he's doing books of sorrow ironically. Um, but he's also doing a lot, a series called, um, extra lore. And that's right now he's, he just dropped St. 14. I believe he's working on factions and he's kind of hinting that he might be going, um, to do some Osiris. If you haven't checked him out on YouTube, give him a follow. He, he's, a an amazing individual. He really knows his stuff. And he's also just a hilarious person to talk to. Um, another, another shout out dames and safe gamers. The, you know, like I've said at the beginning of this whole thing, we're a cross community chat. I mean, without, without the other communities that we, we all three come from dads of destiny, but we have dames and we have safe gamers in the chat. And without them, you know, two amazing groups of people, um, they're, they're, I cannot say enough about them. Bell has Bell Bunny is the founder of those two oh, yeah. groups and one of the most amazing people <laughs> persons. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to keep it keep it together. One of the most amazing people person that I have ever met, and she is an, just an amazing person. Um, and then Justin, I'll let you give yours, and then I have one more kind of shout out, kind of just notice afterwards. Oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just give a shout out to DOD all over. Um, you're awesome. And uh, sleeping Willie Beeman. Uh, got it going on. Got it going sawing logs. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, Dames, Safe Gamers, um, Bife. Love what you do. If you need, uh, I, if you need me to tell you to check out Bife stuff. You're you're in a hole somewhere, and we need to send out a rescue crew because 
the guy's huge. But um, if you haven't checked out Bife's lore videos, check it out. It's next level. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, my my guys over at Destiny Ghost Stories. Um, and I don't know who I'm missing, but I'm sure uh, Chatter White Crew play till we're through. And I think that's it. I think I hit all my steps. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Um, just, just a, a big shout out for, or well, not shout out, but <clears throat> a heads up. If you're watching or listening, I think I'll get it up before the deadline, but guardian radio, which is where Bife and bell are both co-hosts and they, that's a pod. That's their podcast over there is the guardians of destiny. Um, the guardian radio podcast is actually doing a really big giveaway for PlayStation four taking King edition. Um, check out their site it's it's an amazing opportunity not not only are they amazing at what they do for bringing news it's a weekly podcast that brings news of you know the updates and everything as well as doing community focuses um but they're actually they're they're doing a really cool thing um all you have to do is send an email to their to their group box which i can't remember at the right moment talking about how the community has changed your your interaction of the world like what what the destiny community has done for you which is an awesome idea um you know coming from somebody who wouldn't be here except for that community it's a really cool concept and it's also a really good chance to win a playstation 4 which you know you can't really argue with that um and they're also doing a big push for their podbean um, they just came on to Podbean and they're doing some cool stuff over there. So just be sure to check them out. They're a really, really good group. And like I said, they're giving away PlayStation four. So you should definitely check them out. I actually have one more. Okay. One more since we have no, no Willie to count. No Willie, no Willie to count. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and blue, you can quote me on this. Did we just hit a hundred users in the band chat? I think we hit a hundred. Hang on, we hit a hundred last week, I believe. I think we're sitting at. Oh, that's the wrong one. We're sitting at right now. We have a hundred and seven people. Okay, that is freaking awesome. And let me just say, my band chat peeps, I've been neglecting you as of late. It seems like life has been deciding to troll me as of late, and conspire to make me not interact with you as much but you're amazing every single one of you and you make this whole thing possible and uh further there will be there will be and i'm in in addition there will be a year one game lore game lore band um reward and i'm working on that right now um so we are going to actually have a a year one first 100 reward for being in the game lore band and i think that's going to be pretty cool and as soon as i get as soon as i get that ironed out you'll all be seeing that um yeah yeah and that's that's what i had there i've been i've been keeping Perfect. that in my back pocket nice um yeah yeah so i'm good with that if you want to if you want to put willie to bed i think we're good yep all right willie go to sleep Good night, Moon.